Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is the second of three weeks that we will be in the Sermon on the Mount, captured in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. We're still in our worship series called Glimpses, where we're talking about how life can be, how life could be, how life should be, if we live as kingdom people and we give the world a taste of what it's like to be in the kingdom of God. Today we are reading verses 13 through 16. May God add understanding to the reading and hearing of his holy word. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people, so that they can see the good things you do, and praise your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we've continued this morning, Jesus tells us that we are salt and we are light. It's interesting to me that he doesn't tell us you're going to be salt and light. He says you are salt and light. What he's doing is encouraging us to embrace the power that we already have. We are influencers. That's become a thing now. On Instagram, you have people who make a living off of being an influencer, Companies will pay them to wear their product, to give a review of the product. Thousands and sometimes millions of people go to see what this person is doing to decide what they want to do, what they might want to wear, what they might want to be involved in. They are making a living off of being an influencer. Jesus is trying to tell us, you are influencers. Are you aware of that? We don't really have a choice in the matter. Everything we do as people who wear the name of Christ and call ourselves Christians are influencing the world around us about who God is, what God is like, about how Christians live and act and carry themselves, about what it's like to be a part of a church to be a part of the body of Christ, we are influencing that at each and every step along the way. Everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you find your place, every attitude, you are an influencer. And Jesus says you are salt and light. That's how they were influencers of their day. And the story that we have in Scripture is if salt loses its saltiness, then all it's good for is being thrown out and trampled under feet. Now, they used to put salt in the bottom of the furnaces because it helped to hold and regulate the heat in there, keep it an even temperature, but the salt would eventually get old enough it had to be shoveled out. Well, it's not useful for anything else now. It can't be added to food. We have burned out the minerals in it, so it can't be added to the crops that we're going to talk about in a minute. The best thing that it could be used to do was to put it on the paths and let people trample it down under their feet, and it helped keep the weeds off of the path. But one of the other uses of salt is to preserve. You know, they didn't have refrigeration and freezers like we do. They didn't have the ability to can and pack things. So salt preserved and helped things last longer than they would have 
But salt was also added to the fields as farmers knew they needed to add back some minerals to the ground so that the crops could yield a harvest. So salt was an element of seeing there be an adequate and good harvest. But we, we know salt better as what we put in our food to make it taste better. Any of you ever been told by the doctor that you can't add salt to your food anymore? I should see some hands. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Too much salt. Lower your blood pressure. Stop adding salt. Let me tell you something. That food doesn't taste good without salt. I'm telling you, you get green beans and they do not have mama's salt in them, you know right away, mm-mm, ain't no salt in that. It needs something. Salt brings out the best flavor. It makes it better. It makes it more palatable. So what does that mean for us if we're salt? Are we bringing out the best in our world? Are we making this world a more palatable place to live? A world that is more fair? With less oppression? Where every person is valued as a child of God? Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to make us the right kind of salty? Because sometimes when we say, well, you're pretty salty, it wasn't a compliment. Because you know what can happen if you add too much salt to something? Now it's inedible. There's the right amount of salt that gets added. If the top of that salt shaker comes off and dumps the whole thing in there, I mean, there's a few things you can try to do. You do it with soup, you can add some potatoes and some rice and hope it absorbs some of it. But mostly, you're just going to be a real thirsty. There is a chicken restaurant that I won't name because somebody will send me emails. But there is so much salt in their chicken batter that I don't enjoy eating it because it's like I almost feel myself dehydrating while I'm eating the chicken. And then I stay thirsty for a full day afterwards. What kind of salt are we? Are we the kind that brings out the best in whatever room we are in, whatever group of people we are participating with? When people have spent time with us, do they feel like they've been affirmed in the fact that they are made in the image of a holy and living God? That they're their oppression has been heard? Or do we leave them thirsty? Thirsty for righteousness and holiness. More thirsty and dry than when they encountered us. The other metaphor that gets used today is that of light. We are the light of the world. In another place in Scripture, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And here He says, you are the light of the world. And both of those are true. Because the light of Christ shines in us and through us and we become His light to the world around us. Have you ever been in an absolutely, completely dark room? A lot of times rooms we think of as dark are not really dark. We took a group and went to DeSoto Caverns. Went down in the cavern and they warned us, we're going to turn out the lights and show you what it's like to be in pitch blackness. And it doesn't matter how long we leave the lights off, you, your eyes will never adjust because there is no light. And I thought, mm, I don't know about that. We'll see. And they tell you to get somewhere comfortable so you're not going to have to move. And they turn the lights out and they leave them for one minute. And at the end of the minute, you still could not see your hand in front of your face. There was no light for your eye to adjust. But all it takes is that tiny, tiny little spark of light. And suddenly you will begin to see shadows 
and people emerge. Your eyes will begin to adjust. It just takes a little bit, but there must be some. Jesus says we are that light. No matter how dark the world is around us, no matter how hopeless the cause seems, Jesus says, you're the light. You're the light that help eyes adjust. Adjust to how things should be. How things can be. When we bring the light of Christ into all the places that we go. But you know what happens when there's too much light? Too much light, you can't see now because you get blinded. Law enforcement use these um, flashbangs where they throw them in and it's not a smoke bomb and it's not bullets or even beanbags, but it's a bright flash of light that temporarily blinds people and they're not able to see. Too much light overwhelms and will cause you not to see. If you go outside and look directly at the sun, They say it's not good for you. And if you spend too much time in that sun, I don't care how much sunscreen you have, you will blister and it will be uncomfortable. Too much light can be harmful. So again, as we bring light, how do we bring the light of Christ in a way that helps show people the way? And what is the way? Jesus Christ said, I am the way and I am the truth. And I am life. The way we show them is the way to come to Jesus. To live like Jesus. To be living examples of what it means to live as a child of a God who loves and redeems. And wants to see all people set free from their sin. But if we come on too strong... If instead of making room for them to experience the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that that's not the way they ought to be acting, talking, behaving, living, we can come on so strong that we temporarily blind them and they don't want anything to do with us or with Christ. That light is still light, but it was one that turned people away rather than drew them towards. If we are salt and light everywhere we go with everything we do shouldn't we be good salt and good light how are we making things better and drawing people to Christ and how are we overwhelming and ruining the taste and blinding people from the love of God if we're going to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God let's at least be good ones Bring out the best wherever you go. So we said we wanted to be practical with this. What are some practical ways we can do that? Well, it's about being mindful. It means we are mindful of the words that come out of our mouth. We are mindful of the behaviors that we engage in. We are mindful about the way we treat people. About the decisions that we make. The places we go. In every situation, we have the opportunity to make it better or to create people who are bitter. May we always make it better. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, you who have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light, You have given us a call 
to be salt and light for the world. Help us to make everywhere we go better, more like you would have it be. Help us to shine your light in ways that warm hearts, that soften minds, that draw people to you. And let us not use our saltiness and our light as an excuse to harm or hurt. Help us, as difficult as it can be, to be ever mindful of the fact that we are your ambassadors. Not only catching glimpses of your kingdom ourselves, but giving others glimpses of your kingdom. This we ask in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.